Welcome to Notes from the Field, brought to you by Noeo Science. Hey, hey Will. Hey, Gordon. How are you? I am doing well. It's good to be back. Yeah, absolutely. Good to be here with you, sir. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. We, you, we've I've both been, been calibrated. Yeah. 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 Where were you? Oh, gosh. I was in, uh, I did a cross-country trip. Uh, flew back to South Carolina and drove across. Whoa. So, um, yeah, not spending how many much days, time. How many days did we you? We did it in three days. Wow. It, Usually it, it's a four and a half right. day. I remember from I want to be six days min, min, minimum. <laughs> yeah. I want to go slow, but this was a fast. Whoa. We had to do a fast trip. Wow. Yeah. And you've been on, uh, you've been yeah. in a couple of different parts of the country. Yeah, on Louisiana and uh, Florida. So, and that's the main thing we want to talk to you about today. Yeah. But also, uh, this is... Uh, this is our season finale. This is a season finale. Yeah. So, um, we are going to take a hiatus, uh, uh, a pause. Yeah. Uh, for the rest of the summer. And, um, but yeah, shout out if, uh, you know, uh, email uh, Canon Press. Um, if, uh, as far as just feedback, general yeah, feedback. Yeah, we would like, love that. Yeah. Um, it would be service at canonpress.com. Service at, de- can- sorry, service at canonpress.com. And um, just email, you know, um, just feedback on, hey, love the show. Yeah. Um, or that's what you have or, to lead with. Not. You have to start with that, actually. Yeah, <laughs> or no, not. but we want to hear what you yeah, like, yeah, what you four want. stars, five stars, yeah. two thumbs up, whatever. Um, and uh, any suggestions on, yeah. um, hey, I love love your show, but uh, I'd love to see this or I'd love to see that. Um, I'd like to see it in video or I'd like to see it actually in the field, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Just uh, send Canon Press your thoughts um, uh, while we take this uh, little break. We're going to go out into the field. It's summer, so stop listening to the show and go outside. Of course right? you can do both. But don't get rid of the Canon app. Keep the Canon app. Just go yeah. outside. It's nice okay, out. Canon Plus. Yeah, Canon Plus now. Yeah. That's right. Well, Gordon, I'm really excited about today's uh, topic for many, many reasons. Right. One of the reasons I'm most excited is that you got to do kind of... Uh, one of the things that I've wanted to do for 20 years right. and you haven't told me anything about know, it yet. I and I'm not. it's going to be a surprise. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super excited. Um, we've talked about on the show before Gordon, uh, has, um, uh, been been communicating with a a, a like minded science guy down yeah, in the a con- yeah he's a con- he's a conservationist he's a he says he's a recovering lawyer yeah his name the is best Matt kind. Matt Cortman and. Uh, he is a uh, lifetime birder. He's my age. He's 61. We're only a month apart. Oh, wow. And, uh, but he was a, 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 an attorney for a, a, quite a while, but he's uh, born and bred, I think, in Louisiana, or at least has, you know, spent most of his life there. I don't know his whole history. Um, and he uh, um is now um, sort of in charge of uh, Louisiana Wilds and uh, and uh, a project under Louisiana Wilds is his uh, 
Mission Ivory Bill, which yes. is um, a push to 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 um, keep the Ivory Bill as uh, listed as endangered rather than extinct, because there's there's been some um, effort uh, among um, agencies to to list it as ex- just de delist it right as endangered and just declare it officially extinct. Right. But there's just been too many uh, reliable sightings from um, reputable folks that, uh, you know, some of it made national, international news about the Ivory Bill uh, sighting a big, big trip down from Cornell, which is a big, um, you know, it's it's the creme de la creme of the ornithology departments. Right. in uh, this nation, and it was led by John Fitzpatrick yeah. uh, and other other ornithologists, and they went to Arkansas and they got some. Um, you know, the footage wasn't great, but these were top notch birder ornithologists that said, "Yeah, it it it." And how long ago out. was that? That was two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah, I remember that. Now, that was Arkansas, and. Um, uh, but there's some other hot zones of uh, Louisiana and some of the uh, uh, bottomland hardwood forests and, uh, you know, slash uh, bayou kind of country. And uh, so I, uh, long story short, I got connected with Matt Cortman and uh, he had read my book, Different Shade of Green. Uh, and that really sort of, um, galvanized him and he was already doing conservation, but this just kind of put all the pieces together in terms of, um, okay, what I'm doing is something that is a a valid calling. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, and, um, so, and he's a, he's a amazing birder. So although he's not a biologist, trained biologist, he knows his birds like amazingly well. He was a uh, former president of the Louisiana Ornithological Society, and um, it was it was great. Uh, I went down there to do some speaking, uh, a few um, a few speaking engagements uh, with uh, the church uh, there in Monroe, and then um, after I had um, done some of those speaking engagements and some hikes with some. Um, uh, students at Geneva, um, Academy. I think that's the name. It's Geneva. I think Geneva Academy. Um, we, uh, we then went out to the, the swamps. Yes. And, uh, and looking for, yeah, we got up early. Critter. I mean, dark o'clock. We yes. got up at three thirty, three forty-five, somewhere in there, drove about 45 minutes from where we were to, um, the uh, Tensaw Wildlife, uh, National Wildlife Refuge. Oh, man. And hiked a, a good 40 minutes in. Uh, so this is not the the place you go birding. I mean, if you want to see diversity, you go other places. Right. But this is where you go if you're wanting to. This is the um, den- one of the densest habitat tracts for Yeah, this the is sort of, uh, yeah, this is very close to where the footage uh, the 1935, uh, you can YouTube it, the 1935 footage of the ivory bill. And, um, so 
We were out, and a good buddy of mine from Moscow uh, loaned me his nice camera because I only had, uh, I, I just had my cell phone. Yeah. So a good buddy named Bill Church. Had, shout out to Bill. Yeah, shout out to Bill Church. He loaned me his lovely camera. I don't even know the make and model, but it was great. And I practiced before I went out in the swamp to to uh, zoom. It had a great zoom lens. And um, so I took pictures from of birds, you know, just where I was staying, just out over the lake, a uh, different place, just to practice doing this because uh, automatic focus was just the right camera for something like that. So, and we would, we would go out before sunrise and park at, and with our back and just sit for half hour. And he would sit at a different tree. I'd sit in another tree and we were just, uh, hanging out. Now this is well, now, our, were you listening for something or looking for something? Both. Okay. We were listening. And you know, he was an amazing birder because I would go, you know, we would talk in dulcet tones. <laughs> right. Um, and I'd say, what was that? And you know, we hear some drill, a woodpecker drill. And he goes, that's a, that's a red-bellied woodpecker. And I'd say, wow. <laughs> and I'd say, what was that? He said, that's a Carolina wren. Yes. And so and hopefully he, he, he just knew the calls. Did he eventually say, that's a prothonotary warbler? Um, I you, think so. Okay. Right. Yes, he did. Uh, I good, do believe he heard. Bird. Yeah, it's a big swamp bird. And so he was just amazing at just hearing things. Yeah. And he would know what kind of knock it was or what kind of drum it was by yeah. just the, what, what species of woodpecker. So this guy was just, um, you know, you don't, uh, he was amazing. Now, um, the long story short, um, we, on the second day, we only went out two days. Now okay. this is like needle on a haystack. There's people that have put hundreds and hundreds of hours into going in good places. And right. it, it's just hard because even though the red-bellied woodpecker was very common, I never saw it. Right. And so even if the ivory bill is there, which he has seen it twice and it wasn't a, uh, a vague glimpse, he saw it close in 2017, 2019. Um, he, all the field marks of the ivory bill woodpecker. So on the second day, somewhere in the morning, we were there from early, early morning to about noon. Second day, he hears a knock, but it's not just any knock. And he just, I can see him light up. And he said, that was a double knock. And the only woodpecker that does a double knock. Um, they never actually heard the double knock in the ivory bill, but the nearest, um, uh, the closest relative is the imperial woodpecker, and it does a double knock, which is like swinging at a hollow trunk and one swing, but it sort of bounces back. And okay. It's a double knock. So pileages don't do that? No. There's okay. no woodpecker that does a double knock. And it was a distant double knock, so it almost merged into one. But it it was, he just said, he, I mean, without visual, you know, yeah. he was very, very so excited. Some, like, yeah. that's no woodpecker. 
that's that's no red belly woodpecker. That's no red belly. That's no pileated. That's no all the other woodpeckers in the area. Wow. And he and we were in the red. Uh, I'm sorry, we were in the ivory bill um, area where he has seen it, and so uh, he was excited for that that double knock. But as far as that that was our that was that was a close and we saw some scaling of uh, of old trees and he we saw some uh, nest cavities in trees that really match the ivory bill shape because most most of the other woodpeckers have the uh, round opening yeah. and this was oval and uh, the scaling of bark was reminiscent again all of these are like well arguably and and i say that arguably what you know it's not going to um convince the hardened skeptics right but um, it's going to require definitive yeah, photo, and photo the thing or video is, evidence. What's funny is, uh, you know, evidence that the ivory bill exists for some requires more um, rigorous evidence than even murder cases. <laughs> it's like um, somebody can be convicted of murder with several eyewitnesses. It's like that's not enough for... Um, saying okay yeah birding has changed a lot you know yeah, when i was they want a when high i was result. first birding uh you could share your list with someone they didn't question whether you saw something or not but now right. man if you see even something even slightly rare. rare as in even a couple days earlier than usual they they don't even listen to you unless you had photo evidence right which is a, which is disappointing it. it is disappointing i understand the desire that, but, for that and that's yeah. kind of where our society is if we don't see it in in yeah. four four D or in uh, and there's HD. some and there's some amazing birders out there that don't have the academic credentials right and so sometimes their their um, witness their eyewitness or their audio witness like I heard it and uh, and they're they're just amazing at identifying birds um, they're not going to confuse you know right. Even subtle differences between birds, they're, they're good. Right. But um, there's sort of, a, there can be an academic snobbery. That right. says, if I haven't seen it, it, is, it ain't there. Right. Um, and, you know, understandably, there was so much uh, of that habitat, that um, old growth, mature uh, bottomland hardwood that was clear cut back in the late 1800s, all through the 1900s, that um, you know, a lot of people just said, "There's no way that the ivory bill could have made it because right. they are specialists for um, dead or dying trees. That that they scale the bark, they they chip bark off of these trees to eat, you know, big insect grubs. But one thing that we found over the years is that uh, animals are often more resilient. Then, like um, people who want to to cry crisis. Now, I this does not give us license to just go out and do what we want. Right. But nature is resilient. Right. And that's again doesn't give us license to abuse it. Right. But God has realized that we play rough with nature often, either inadvertently or um, other on purpose. Yeah. And it's amazing how things have, you know, 
hung on um, against all odds. Um, No, there's, I mean, you and I can probably not even count the number of times we read a newspaper headline that says species thought extinct rediscovered. Right. It's almost monthly. Yeah. Maybe more often if you really look closely. And I'm just thinking that the, the ivory bill may have been more versatile. Yeah. At eking out a living in suboptimal habitat. Yeah. Well, um, and that's, that is a sort of natural selection, right? Right. The creature that is able to do that probably yeah. is, is maybe able to reestablish that population. Now right. I, I have a question for you. Sure. Um, a lot of questions. This is such fabulous stuff. Guys, this is, this is the lore of really modern birding, the ivory build. People call it the grail bird. Yeah. Dozens of books have been written about it. Oh, I'm Hundreds, reading one now. Which Matt, one? Matt Cortman. Oh, golly. I, 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 since I got back, I've it got buried in other books. Um, it's search, search for the ghost bird. Okay, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and I'm reading it. It's a good book, awesome. and it's it's just basically a history of all the ivory bill um, searches, and uh, it was published in 2000. Uh, I think it was published in 2008. Yeah, I mean, and this so, is, um, this is it, that lovely place where story and natural history and adventure all collide. Yes. In the search and for so, the... Yeah, the, search for the ghost bird yeah, or something like that. Yeah. And I'm enjoying it. I, thanks for reminding me. I, I need to get back reading that. Nice. Um, so it's exciting. And, uh, and even though I didn't see, I saw some white ibis. Oh, that's um, a good bird. Yeah. And um, yeah, lots of see any spoon, wonderful... Spoonbills? Um, no, I didn't see any spoonbills, but saw, you know, egrets and herons and saw the, uh, uh, black-bellied whistling duck. Oh yeah. Some good That water was birds. actually in another location where. That's a good bird. Yeah. So I, uh, um, um, one of my questions is, so the range of this creature, um, extends down to the Caribbean almost. It was historically found in Cuba and there was a, the last recorded accepted video, I think, uh, was of a bird in Cuba in 1987. So I was wondering, did your conversation go to Cuba at all? No, and, do and you is, know... it, is it, I, I didn't do extensive research on, was it the ivory yeah, bill in Cuba or is it the... No, it was uh, the ivory bill. Okay. Their range extends there and the last video was from there. And so I'm, I'm curious now, is there any work being done to look for it in Cuba? That's a good question. We should talk I know to Matt about going the, to Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, Arkansas, Florida, um, Louisiana are are good places. Yeah. And any other places in the deep south that have, you know, I'm not sure if there are any other um, places in Alabama or Mississippi that are um, possible habitat. Um yeah, this bird is amazing, guys. It's it, it the largest North American woodpecker. Uh, its scientific name is Campophilus principalis. Yep. And you know the closest. Campef- I think they say Campephilus. Campephilus. Thank you. Um, and it's cl- uh, very closely related, similar in size and shape to the very well-known, very loved pileated woodpecker. Although it's not the same genus, different genus. Are they in different ge- genera? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, interesting. Different- and so there's a superficial resemblance. Yeah. But there's, uh, like I said, the uh, imperial woodpecker mm-hmm. is a close relative, and it's more Central America. Okay. And it's a Campephilus um, uh, woodpecker. Did you, in talking with Matt, did he give you some visual cues as to 
Oh yeah. Here's, here's, to, here's to, the to, best thing to look for visually. Yeah. And, and yes, there's, there's definitely ways you can actually pull up, uh, online pictures to show sort of a comparison contrast of the pileated and the ivory bill. Cause they're yeah. going to be the ones that look most alike with the crest. Um, the males have the red head, um, and, at least in the ivory bill, whereas the females have a black head, but both have crests. And then the white is different on the black. Um, you see these parallel bars down the back of uh, the ivory bill. Okay. And you don't on the uh, pileated woodpecker. Okay. Also, the the back trailing edges of the wings on the ivory bill are white. Okay. Whereas the pileated, you have white in the middle of the wing, uh, but not the, all these primary and secondary feathers that are um, white on the trailing edge of the wings. Also, the ivory bill has longer, more uh, higher aspect ratio wings that are longer and narrower. Okay. And they fly rather than this this um, bouncing, that bounding. Un, that woodpecker undulation. Yeah, that yeah. woodpecker, undu they don't fly like a woodpecker. They, they fly, like, fly a like a duck. Oh wow! Waterfowl. Are their wings that fast? Are they moving? I don't. I, I don't know if they're that f fast, but they 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 That's the they pattern. don't bounce. They gotcha. don't bounce. Straight line. It's a straight line. I've heard their posture and how they move on a tree trunk is a little bit different mm -hmm. too. So yeah, I was I was uh, all eager to see it. You know, hoping. You know, I knew it was a needle in a haystack. Right. And so I I knew that I was like the kid who. Uh, go into two ball games in his whole life and hoping that the pop fly, <laughs> uh, the, the, the home run over the fence is going to land in my mitt. Right. But, uh, so yeah, every time I saw, we can dream, we can dream. Uh, every time I saw Dane, I, I was asking him for an update because I said, Dane, has your dad contacted you about the ivory build? Dane's like, no, I haven't heard about it. Okay. I was like, well, okay, good. Cause I expect a phone call. If, if your yeah. dad finds this thing, I better be on the top two or yeah, three people he's yeah, calling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, it, how cool. Uh, it was great. But, uh, sometimes I would look down cause I'm a herpetologist, you know? Okay. So when I was in, uh, in the swamps looking for the ivory bill, I was, uh, also, uh, looking for, uh, water moccasins. Okay. And I found several couple a couple water moccasins, one a young one, one an older one. All right, I can take that, since we're in this booth, I can take that confession from looking down from the yeah, birds sorry. to look for herbs. Yeah, <laughs> and then there was this big black water snake. Um, I don't know if it was melanistic or what, and it was hard for me to identify huh. because it was very, um, you know, I, I got familiar with the broad-banded water snake, okay. which I uh, caught ditching with some uh church folks down in monroe and that was a lot of fun shout out to the langs and the richies and some of, of their friends um where i went with their kids down in the ditches be the concrete line ditches i guess it's water control okay in the town of monroe huh. and uh these canal like ditches the the kids would go down and i went down with them and we looked for snakes and we uh we, I caught a broad banded water snake and, but in the swamp looking for the ivy bill, I caught a big gnarly water snake. Nice. I didn't want to get bit. So I, I got his head pinned and got him by the neck, but, uh, yeah. 
It Ooh. was beautiful. And at first I had to look hard because it was it was a water moccasin mimic. It okay. Was very dark. It flared its head. So it was looking like a pit viper, but it definitely had that water snake face and uh round pupils, no cat eye slits. And you know, when you when you look when you look uh closely were you using your camera to look get close up looks to, or, or um, just inching closer? No, I was inching closer and yeah. I was like, okay, that's a water snake. It's yeah. not a watermark, then I'll grab it. And but I had to look you know, everything superficial was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> right. It looks like a watermark. <laughs> but then once I looked at the head, I was like, okay, the gestalt, the, the gist, yeah. the general impression, size and shape. Yeah. Okay. Water snake. It yeah. If there's a, if there's out. a, if there's a herp that inspires fear in me in North America, it is the water moccasin. Mm-hmm. Whew. They're, yeah. They can be, they can be I'll aggressive I'll show you my animals. pictures of the, of the, of the water moccasin. And uh, the cypress knees, oh, that's what, the yeah. cypress knees were uh, higher than some of the, my waist. It was, some of them got to be above my waist. Wow. So, and that was really neat. Did you get out in a canoe or do you guys on the land? Uh, no, we were on the land, but we had boots. So we had to slosh through some shallow uh, muck Yep. Um, when we were doing our search. That's awesome. But hopefully, you know, Lord willing, we'll be able to come down again. Hope to bring my wife next time. Yeah. And uh, was uh, enjoyed being in Monroe, um, seeing the church folks there, and also uh, got to stay with my uh, former pastor in Lynchburg, oh, uh, wow. John Mabry. So shout out to John and Catherine. Uh, that was wonderful staying with them. And uh, yeah, it nice. was just great. Um, what's next for Mission Ivory Bill? I know that they, they, well, actually there's a, you know, there's this, uh, zoom meeting that, uh, is every Monday night of people that are interested in Ivory Bill woodpeckers. And, uh, I'm going to be joining that meeting this Monday because, um, Matt wanted to basically just pick my brain as to my impression of, okay, how hard is it to see common birds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the swamp. Yeah. You know? No, and, that comparison and, and you made so about the relative. It's, it's was... important because a lot of people say, hey, the ivory bill, if it was there, we'd see it. Right. And it's like, actually, there can be common birds that you don't see. Yep. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, now, in earlier, uh, so some people would say, well, it wasn't that shy a bird, you know, uh, back in the, when it was around. Um, the video, the, the footage in 1935 that you can see on YouTube, it was like, okay, um, a lot of the early, um, eyewitness accounts is that this is a bird that's not that shy. Yeah. They make a lot of racket and they, they're not fleeing. But if you think about selection, right. Um, if we've, uh, if shy we, bird survives. The shy bird survives. Yeah, you know and, it's a similar and thing. It's impossible with... that a lot of the the um, the general behavior of ivory bill that was raucous and not shy back back when it was around. Um, now the 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 shy ones are the ones that um, made it. Yeah, and they are continuing to be uh, somewhat. That's a similar elusive. story for a lot of vertebrates. You know, mm -hmm. that was the story of the Idaho wolf. 
Uh, wolves weren't ever extirpated completely from Idaho. There were stories of these lone wolves, especially in North Central Idaho, and uh-huh. they were described differently. They were the shy ones yeah. that survived. Yeah. And um, I hope I hope that uh, well, there are some another, shy ivory builds yeah, out there. On the episode with the rubber boa. Yeah. It's like rubber boas are here in yeah. the Palouse. Right. And as I said in that, that episode, um, I have been looking ardently, diligently for the last 19 years. And it's not a rare snake. Yeah. They're just somewhat uh, cryptic, uh, and they like to be underground a lot of the time. But I've looked in good habitat for 19 years, and not a one. And so, there you go. Yep. That's another example of it can be there, and it's doing its job well. And doing its <laughs> job well. And again, yeah. it's not like it's not been seen. It's right. been seen by lots of people. Yeah. It's just a lot of people in the ornithological community just... Um, They've yeah, made up their mind. Have made basically. up their mind. Yeah. So the fo- uh, did did Matt happen to get photos of the when, when he had those no, two sightings? No, he did not. Yeah. But he saw all the field marks yeah. clearly. Right on. He and, was, how, how far away was well, it? Well, on one of the sightings, it was like... 17 yards or something wow. like that 15 to 17 yards wow yeah yeah that's close man yep that's yep. neat yep well this is a great yeah. way to wrap up the the season yes it uh, is Gordon. notes from the field unfortunately uh didn't get the 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 photo that would have um been international news, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, and it's about, no, t- it's no all about international. It's news. all about spending time in the field. Yeah. You know, talking with my birding buddies, that's what we'd always say at the end of the day when we saw nothing exciting. Hey, it's about time in the field guys. Yeah. We'll see it next time. Yes. And or there's so much out there weeks. anyway. So I enjoyed being in the swamps, um, and seeing so much more than just, okay. Oh, it was a failure. We didn't see the ivory bill. There's a lot out there to look at and enjoy. Right on. Okay. Well, thanks Gordon. We will see you when we see you. Have a great summer, everybody. Okay. (laughs) All right. See you. Bye. Thank you for listening. And remember for all your homeschool science needs, go to noeoscience.com. That's N O E O science.com.